Episode Zero of the Meditation Freedom Podcast. Where meditation meets daily life, this is the Meditation Freedom Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very first episode of the Meditation Freedom Podcast. Now to make sure that I actually get this podcast off the ground, I'm going to start with a really nice quote from a Leonard Cohen song called Anthem. One of the refrains in his song says, Ring the bells that still can ring, forget your perfect offering. There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. So I love this uh, quote. Is This is a uh, such a human and authentic place that it comes from, I think. And uh, in the way it applies for me in this particular situation is that this is one of the creative ways for me to try to ring bells that I can ring. and they will not always sound perfect. So these podcasts I'm going to be testing and trying out different audio methods to make sure that the audio is is great for you uh, to listen to. I just want to briefly say a little bit about the podcast format. I'm going to release these first three episodes. This first episode, just me explaining how the podcast is going to work and why I started it. And then the next couple episodes going to be uh, starting right into interviews. And it's also a way so that you can subscribe to the podcast if you do like it and want to keep on listening, which I hope you will. And then once these these three episodes are released, then every week onwards, I intend to release one episode per week and then see how it goes. And then these interviews will be primarily interviews with meditation teachers or longtime students and practitioners of meditation and mindfulness. And they'll be from all kinds of walks of life and have hopefully different perspectives and views and insights to share with us. And I'd like to keep a little bit of room for spontaneity, creativity, and make sure that the podcasts on average are going to be around 30 minutes per episode. And again, I'll be looking for your feedback to make adjustments if needed. Just leave a message on the comments or you can send me an email. And to give you a little more of a sense of the focus of this podcast in terms of the questions, basically I want to ask what kind of practice they use. So it it could be a different tradition, but as long as it has a meditation or mindfulness practice, then I'm interested in bringing those folks onto this podcast. And then I want to see how they got to it, why they decided to practice, what their struggles and tough times were, and what their aha moments were and also explore some of the benefits and the results they've been seeing from a regular meditation practice or mindfulness practice. And especially nowadays, outcomes and results are so important in society. So I want to make sure that they kind of go and discuss that a little bit too. But then also talk about how the expectations and outcomes may have totally shifted or their ideas of gain and loss and you know goals and, and things like that have, have shifted as well. Because a lot of it is about being too goal-oriented, especially when you're trying to enjoy the present moment. And then I'm also going to be asking about how they brought these practices into their daily lives, how they integrated that into each little facet of their lives. So I think that'll be very interesting to see how different people apply what they learn in their, in their meditation into their daily situations, 
or challenges and then see how that affected the people around them or the uh, situations. The other things I could ask is, is about tips and techniques they found that are really helpful to, to help them stay present, deeply present and aware into, in their day-to-day lives. And then also what inspires them and continues to inspire them. So I hope to get as much value and insightful answers as possible for you. And then uh, make sure that some of these tips and, and things that you learn can be actionable in your own daily life or in specific situations that you may run into. And of course, some of these folks will be coming from different walks of life. You know, I might have somebody who talks about yoga or or chakras, and that may not resonate at all with, with some of you. I'm going to be open and just see what these folks have to share and what wisdom they have. You know, one thing that I've learned is that all of us can learn something from each unique person. And uh, I want to quote uh, my teacher's teachers, Robert Aiken. He says that we're all at the headwaters of our own unique stream. Even if they're annoying or we despise them, they might have some quality that is better developed. It's an equalizer in a way. And then at the end of each episode, I will make sure that there are show notes on the website that you can go back to in case you want to learn more about the author or the person I interviewed. And these show notes will also contain links to the person's website and maybe their books, if they have any, and any other things that they want to share with the audience of this particular podcast. So a little bit about the title of the podcast and how I came to that. Of course, I want to make sure it says meditation, but then in terms of the uh, meditation freedom, I uh, ran it by a bunch of folks who are most likely to be listening to these types of podcasts. And they personally told me that they really liked the uh, ring of meditation freedom. And I ran a long list of ideas along them. I think it captures something that we're all looking for in one way or another. You know, whether it's inner and outer freedom, I think they're both very linked together. And to go on a little bit further about that word freedom, I'd like to use quotes because oftentimes this is someone's thoughts or insights that they've distilled into a single sentence or a couple of sentences. And I find them really helpful to look at those deep quotes and kind of let them cook inside. So to give some ideas of what freedom could mean, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh says, Letting go gives us freedom, and freedom is the only condition for happiness. If, in our heart, we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, and possessions, we cannot be free. And others are simply looking for calm, a freedom from stress in their lives, a peace of mind. Or somebody might say the freedom from conditioning, from cultural, societal, all these types of conditioning, the freedom to make choices, the freedom to respond rather than react or act based on inherent programming. Some folks might say freedom from fear, so they can have the freedom to live more fully. And others might say freedom from ignorance, freedom from the self-limiting beliefs that makes us feel separate and alienated from everything else. Freedom from oppression or the freedom from prejudice, freedom from to be self-directed, to come forth from your own center. Uh, Freedom from hatred and enmity, you know, like letting someone live rent-free inside of our head. And then the freedom to live fully in the present moment, not being pulled so much from the past towards the past or towards the future. Just two more quotes to really bring that idea of freedom and how how expansive it is. This one's from Joseph Campbell. We're in a free fall into the future. We don't know where we're going. 
Things are changing so fast, and always, when you're going through a long tunnel, anxiety comes along. All you have to do to transform your hell into a paradise is to turn your fall into a voluntary act. It's a very interesting shift of perspective, and that's all it is. Joyful participation in the sorrows, and everything changes. And then uh, one of my favorite quotes from Einstein, A human being is part of a whole, called by us, universe a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself or herself, his thoughts and feelings, as something separate from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his or her consciousness. This delusion is kind of a prison for us, restricting us to our personal desires and affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison, by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature in its beauty. Nobody is able to achieve this completely, but striving for such an achievement is in itself a part of the liberation and foundation for inner security. It's a practice, a process with struggles and stumbling, not a perfect state to reach or finish, a finish line to go over. It will never be finished, but the striving for it is what this is about. So in a sense, this podcast wants to get and clarify the why of why people start meditating. Because the reason why I think it's important to get in touch with the why on a daily basis or as as frequently as possible is because it helps us be more purposeful about each day and our lives just to be able to show up much more fully for our lives and those we're with. Help us live more deeply connected uh, to our purpose and have a more fulfilling life that way. So in a way, it's like tapping into the collective wisdom of all these various traditions and practices and see how it informs us all of how we're in this together as as a a human race and provide encouragement on our own paths. So I hope this will also be a way to help uh, humanize us and provide encouragement to be more authentic as well. As William James said, we are like islands in the sea, separate on the surface, but connected in the deep. And so this podcast is another way to connect these islands together by way of technology. And of course, I love technology. I've used technology every day and I'm fascinated with it and and I even earn my living with it. And it has empowered and enabled us to uh, truly interconnect in so many different ways. And But then at the same time, I also see that there are some concerns with technology too in terms of speeding up our lives and this incredible multitasking and, and hurry that, that they've been able to st- even scientifically see by uh, looking at the, the speed of life and the way people pace faster in cities, especially over the last few decades. So that's, that's something I, uh, I hope to also address at some point in the podcast as well. You know, we've all seen the videos of people staring at, actually, you don't even have to look at a, a video. You can just walk into a restaurant and you see it nowadays. A lot of people will be uh, staring at little screens, and at the same time, they're staring. They can, of course, not be fully present for the people they're uh, sitting with. So there's definitely some uh, drawbacks to technology, and maybe we'll uh, dive into that a little bit deeper. And just briefly, a little bit about myself in terms of how I got to meditation, and basically the way that started was I start. I grew up in the Netherlands as a very introverted and shy and retreated type of child. You know, I'd be kind of the kid that was in the back and dreaming away and running away from the ball during soccer practice. And figuratively and literally, I was all trying to run away from uh, the good fight. 
Um, so, you know, kind of a sideline observing role with relationship with life. Frankly, you know, pretty miserable teenager. I had a, just a terrible time understanding uh, life and, and uh, the horrors and terrors of humanity's dark side. This is what, what I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, reading books about the Holocaust and seeing all the torture and the raping and pillaging. And I remember one book in particular really appealed to me, and that was the Sri Ramana Maharishi, Who Am I? or The Way to the Self. And uh, Sri Ramana Maharishi was one of my early books that really appealed to me because the who am I question was a, a big one for me. It continues to be a question, and it's a great question to have in, in your mind every so often. I still remember a time I was out camping at a lake during a, a bicycle trip in Hungary and Austria, and I was, uh, you know, it was in the middle of the night, and I was listening on my Walkman back back in those days. It was, it was a Walkman. I was listening to uh, Sebastian Bach's uh, Brandenburg Concertos and just marveling at how humans could be so cruel on the one end and then so beautiful uh, on the other end, be able to create such beauty, such works of art. You know, there was a huge contradiction, and I struggled with that a lot. And that continues to be a, a source of inspiration for me, uh, and that brings me back to practice. But I sure remember that at that time I was very much seeing all of this stuff as outside myself and, uh, you know, the problems being outside. But at the same time, I started realizing that there's there's got to be something inside of me as well that, that must be looked more deeply into. You know, I was at the same time I was experiencing uh, anger and fear and anxiety myself. So at that time, I started seeing that to some extent what I was seeing outside was inside of myself on a much smaller scale. So because I already felt so rigid and feelings of stress and overwhelm and, and uh, suffering and internal turmoil, I started looking for a meditation practice in the form of Tai Chi Chuan is what really attracted me. And I think what uh, attracted me the most was the sense of, of grace from attending just that first time I attended the meditation session I saw the people practicing Tai Chi, and I realized this is what I need to do. And it didn't take very long to realize this was something I wanted to do, wanted to commit to the rest of my life, that it wasn't just, oh, I'll do this for a while and and something is fixed. It was something that needed to be be committed to uh, for life. And my teacher at the time, she uh, at the time I was only about 16 years old, and she uh, was a very good teacher and had studied with uh, also with a lot of Zen teachers and she said right away she said oh you know your your arms and your shoulders they're so tight they've got you know layers and layers and layers of stress and we just need to start working one layer at a time and and uh, letting that go letting those uh, stresses go one layer at a time so i knew then that uh, this was going to be a, a, a long-term practice and it was great to uh, cultivate that you know the ability to bend and relax instead of getting hard and rigid, and thereby uh, strengthening your immune system. When I was about 18, I moved to the United States, and one of the things that actually attracted me to coming to the United States, uh, besides working for my father's business, was Joseph Campbell. And his wisdom was uh, fascinating to me and resonated deeply with me. For example, the ability to wholeheartedly and with eyes wide open and your heart right open, 
wide open to be able to say yay to life instead of uh, no to life. That to me alone was a fascinating thing to to look deeper into. You know, the sense I got from from listening to him and, and reading him was that I wanted to learn how to fall back in love with life, fall out of fear instead of uh, living in fear, and appreciate and experience the rapture of being alive instead of just kind of sleepwalking through life. So I think I think Joseph Campbell was an inspiration for me to come to this country and just make a real wholehearted commitment to life instead of fear, a life based on fear. And then once I arrived in this country, I fell in love with Christina, who is now my partner for life. She's just been an amazing blessing in my life, taught me so many things, and has an incredible sense of humor and kindness about her and compassion. So she's the reason I stayed, and I have a wonderful family here. So while I practice Tai Chi every day, I found that I still needed to also cultivate meditation and mature in, in wisdom tradition. So I finally, around 2000, 2001, joined a Zen tradition and uh, really tried to get more formal into meditation. And uh, the first group I joined in, I didn't stay with them, but I still remember those first retreats where uh, I would go and just even after a couple of 30-minute sits, I would end up standing up and just falling over because the legs were asleep and the body was just totally not used to that kind of sitting. So it took a while to get used to that. And, you know, finally, in the last decade or so, I've been uh, practicing regularly, joined the community, had a teacher, and sit regularly with with this particular uh, tradition. And just like my Tai Chi practice, uh, I see it as a practice that I'll do for life, and I'll be committed to it for life, and and there's a a continuous maturation that takes place where you're becoming slowly more conscious, more wiser, more compassionate, and uh, be able to implement that in daily life. And there's sure plenty of opportunities. I'd love to know what you think of these next few episodes and uh, please leave a comment or a message so I can tweak it and make it even more valuable to you. And please subscribe to this podcast if you're interested. My website is meditationfreedom.com and this will be the first episode and I call it zero zero because it's not really an interview and it's just an introduction. So the way you can find that is just meditationfreedom.com slash 000. And then for this particular episode, I probably will just link to my about page where I can expand a little bit on this story and maybe uh, change it a little bit up. That's it, and I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll join us for the next episode. Thank you so much. so much for joining us on the Meditation Freedom Podcast, where meditation meets daily life.